Welcome to Money Isn't Scary, a podcast for women to explore our fears around money and inspire each other to be financially empowered. I'm Megan Dwyer, and I'm making it my personal mission to remove the taboo around money and help women rewrite their stories so they can stop staying small and begin to live life on their terms. In this show, we get real and uncomfortable as we unpack our beliefs, thoughts, and behaviors that aren't serving us anymore. I can't wait for you to join me on this journey. So let's dive in. Hi, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Money Isn't Scary podcast. I'm your host, Megan Dwyer. Today, I want to talk about the emotionally loaded B word, budget. Just saying this word out loud brings up a lot of complicated thoughts and emotions for people, most of which are uncomfortable. For me, it's a very intimidating word, and that is exactly why I want to dive in a little deeper today. So what actually is a budget? I want to bring this up because a lot of people may not know, or they may misconstrue what it is to have a different meaning. In its simplest terms, a budget is a plan for the coordination of the resources and expenses of an individual or a household. That definition in and of itself, is pretty simple and harmless, right? So where does it all go wrong? Where does the intimidation and the negative connotation come from? I think it's from the meaning that we assign to it. And I'm going to get into this more in a few minutes. But first, I just want to mention that when you Google the word budget, your eyes will most likely go crossed. You're going to find so many different types of budgets out there. There's the envelope budget, the zero-based budget, the 50-30-20 budget, the 80-20 budget, just to be extra confusing, of course, the pay-yourself-first budget. There's so many of them. And all of them can feel complicated and overwhelming to the average person who is just trying to feel more in control of their finances. I mentioned a few weeks ago that so many of us have a negative association with budgets or even just paying more attention to our money in general because we're afraid that it will take away our freedom. We're afraid that we'll have to get rid of things that we like or never have fun anymore because we're supposed to be more responsible and that's how we're going to reach our goals. The concept of a budget in our culture, I think, is extremely black and white. It's portrayed as this rigid spending plan that will work If I just follow these 10 simple steps, and since it's worked for so many other people, it must work for me too. And if it doesn't, I failed. I'm the one who has no willpower. I'm the one who has the problem, quote unquote. Does this sound a little familiar? We want to avoid the punitive, shame-inducing feelings that we get for not being perfect, for not sticking to a rigid set of rules, which leads us to feel badly about ourselves and ultimately distrust ourselves, which I think is even more harmful than having credit card debt. But we're conditioned to think this way, to view the world in black and white. Again, the parallels to diet culture here are insane. Even the word diet, similar to the word budget, is triggering for some people. And both words are very emotionally charged. The connotation with both is to limit, to restrict to deprive all in an effort to control. And if we aren't perfect, if we don't follow it to a T or we fall off, we tell ourselves that there's something wrong with us. 
that we can't be trusted around food or money. Much like food, though, money is something that we have to deal with every single day, which is why this work is so important. The other thing with budgets is that at its core, someone else is telling us what to do with our money. And because it's coming from an external place and it's not intrinsically motivated, it's not going to work. As humans, we don't like being told what we can and can't do, nor should we. And this is why my goal today is to rethink and redefine a budget on our own terms. It's like literally anything with kids. I asked my three-year-old to stop playing with his cars and sit at the table for dinner the other day. And of course, he immediately says no, because I wanted him to do it. But if he wanted to do it, you know, say I was serving ice cream for dinner and he was motivated by that, he wouldn't hesitate in a second. We do things because they matter to us. This is why budgets, I think, are also so sensitive. So how do we think about budgets differently to remove this feeling of fear? The first step, I think, to just healing this association with budgets is to do some exploration. I encourage you to notice what comes to mind when you think of the word budget. What feelings come up? What thoughts or stories go through your mind? How does thinking about budgeting make you feel about yourself? Again, this is where the default is likely negative associations. Maybe it's shame, guilt, failure, overwhelm, anxiety, fear, perfectionism, restriction, scarcity. There's so many things here. I think it's really important to name and understand what that emotional obstacle is for you. And we can try to start shifting the word budget from emotionally loaded to emotionally neutral. So going back to that diet analogy for a minute, the actual word diet can be a very emotionally charged word because of the associations and the meaning that we assign to it. But in reality, the actual word diet is very neutral. It's a neutral term that encompasses what you eat, right? Budget is similar. It's a neutral term for the money that goes in and out. We all have a budget, whether we intentionally or are actively manage it or not, right? Viewing the word budget as a neutral term is really powerful because it moves us out of shame and that I should mindset, right? And again, you know, I think ultimately what we're looking for when we implement a budget is control. I think, especially as women and moms, we're craving control because our worlds around us are so chaotic and frazzled. However, a need to control comes from a place of fear. Fear that our underlying needs and desires are not going to be met. And this can manifest as worry or you know, just general anxiety, stress, overwhelm. I think you know, the worry part comes into play because we're worrying about something that like something bad might happen, or we're worried that we don't know what's gonna happen in the future. But hear me out for a second. What if letting go of control actually gives us more control? So let's think about this for a second. When we let go of control, we're no longer obsessing over the details in our life. 
right? Like the how, how is this going to get done? This needs to get done. And I don't know how to do it, right? These are things that we tell ourselves all the time. When we let go of control, we're trusting, and this is a big word here, trust. We're trusting that everything will be okay. And we don't have to force it. We don't even have to know the how. The biggest consequence of control, I think, is our own mental peace. Because we were never meant to control the outcomes in our lives anyway. Contrary to what culture tells us, contrary to what we want to believe, right? So am I telling you to screw budgets in general? Absolutely not. What I'm saying is maybe we can redefine the word budget and how we use it in our lives. I think budgeting should be about awareness, about understanding ourselves, about compassion and empowerment. I think it should be about dreaming and intentionally determining how we can achieve those dreams. People get so caught up in the day-to-day and just trying to make it through that we forget that we're actually supposed to enjoy ourselves too. It's important to every so often sit down and plan what we want our lives to look like and where we want our dollars to go. Sure, like we have to pay our mortgage, we have to pay our electricity bills and our car payments, all of that stuff. But how can we purposefully plan for all of the other stuff? The things that make us happy. The idea here is to shift out of reactive mode into proactive mode, which is extremely difficult for those of you with small children. I get that. We're planning here, which, you know, us recovering perfectionists love planning. I know that. But we're planning in a way where we let go of all the expectations. So I encourage you to start thinking about all the things that you want to do in life, right? Do you want to take a trip to the beach? Do you want to help others? And if you do, what does that look like? Like what, in what capacity? Do you want to retire to an island off the coast of Italy? Cool. If you do, awesome. Then what you need to do is decide what intentional, tiny, baby, micro steps you can take today to begin to make that a priority in your day-to-day life. For me, I've never been to Hawaii. And I really want to visit a pineapple farm. So I created a pineapple farm savings account, like a separate account, and I labeled it pineapple farm. And I started to put literally $20 a week in there. It's something small that I can do in my control, right? That's in alignment with my priorities. I think budgeting in general is all about living life on our terms not anyone else's. And going back to that whole sense of control of what we want in life, I I think it's freedom. And I think living life on our terms is the definition of freedom, right? Okay, you guys, thanks so much for listening. And I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you liked this episode, please, again, as always, feel free to share it with a friend and it would be amazing if you could write me a review on Apple Podcasts because that's how I can reach more people. Thanks so much, you guys. Talk to you next time.